Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Kathleen Fullen, and I would like to introduce Tessa Echavarria, running for Alder from District 12. As we begin, please tell our viewers a bit about how your educational, vocational, and civic experience has prepared you for the position and why you decided to run for Alder. Hi, yes, thank you so much for having me on today. Um, so I went to school for economics in Washington State 10 years ago, moved out to Madison, uh, started working at Nature's Bakery here in town. Um, and through that time, I got very involved in the Madison community through protesting in the Act 10, up until protesting F-35s that are flying over my neighborhood right now. Um, my engagement has ranged from community organizations to starting uh, three of my own small businesses in the music and arts community. And when I see these problems around in my community, I've stepped up to improve them and change them. And that's what I'm looking to do on city council. Thank you. What issue or issues have you identified as being a primary concern to the residents of your district and how would you approach tackling them? Yes, um, some of the main issues I see for District 12 are affordable, sustainable development. We're going to see a lot of development in District 12 over the next few years. And we need to make sure that while we do that development, we are being environmentally cautious. Uh, no one deserves to live over contaminated areas or with contaminated water. So as we do that development, we need to be environmentally justice. And we also need to make sure that it's working for the citizens and residents that already live in District 12. So that's affordable housing for the people who live here and sustainable economic job development uh, as well. My other issues are a, a public control of mg and &E. I think it's very important that we tackle the Green New Deal locally, and we start to look at how we can make Madison a green, sustainable city for future generations. And lastly, uh, participatory budgeting. For all of these things to happen, we need community control over our budgeting and a more open democratic process for how we decide our city budgets, which will allow us uh, to work on affordable housing, which will allow us to work on sustainability. So I would push uh, for a more open participatory budgeting process at the city level. Thank you. There will be an advisory referendum on the ballot in April about a number of modifications to the Common Council, including changing the number of members, making it full time, and changing the term of office. Which of the ideas being advanced do you embrace and why or why not? Yes, um, I would not like to see the city council size change. I think it's important that council members are able to be from the diverse different areas around Madison and that all of those voices are able to be represented on the council. And I believe that consolidating the number of people on the council will also consolidate the access of uh, regular residents to those voices and to be heard. Um, I understand that the job of council is, is very hard and it's a lot of work and it's very strenuous to be able to have this as a full-time job on top of other full-time jobs. Uh, 
I would look for other solutions in, in city staffing and whatnot to help ease that burden that alders are talking about without having to shrink the size of the council. Okay. Homelessness, evictions, and lack of affordable housing are vexing problems for Madison that seem to have been exacerbated in the time of COVID-19. What ideas would you advance or support to help solve these problems? Yes, um, <laughs> I think that homelessness is a huge issue for Madison, especially as we approach um, a bunch of evictions from COVID-19, as you're talking about, right? Uh, I'm excited to see the advancement of the full-time men's shelter on the near east side and the city's involvement in that, as well as the uh, tiny homes that Occupy Madison is building with money from the city and the county, as well as private donors. Uh, I would encourage the city to invest more money and infrastructure into providing spaces for homeless people to get them off our streets, but not just that, also focusing on healthcare, uh, job creation, and sustainability so that we move from uh, helping homeless people get off the streets into permanent affordable housing uh, and job creation instead of continued life in a shelter. With the selection of a new police chief and the creation of a community oversight board, there's a lot of attention focused on policing and criminal justice, both from the perspective of racial equity in law enforcement and the concern of many citizens that, in fact, crime, especially car thefts and home burglaries, is increasing and that police response is inadequate. How would you deal with these concerns? Yes, um, I think that when we look at those problems that you're talking about of increased theft and increased crime, uh, those are symptoms of an economic problem, right? We're in a gigantic economic crisis where people are their jobs, they're losing their homes. Uh, to me, to fight that crime, uh, there are other solutions besides just policing. Um, there's, you know, getting get, not getting people evicted. There's job security. There's mental health services. Uh, all of these jobs programs, there are ways that have been demonstrated in other cities where we take the uh, mental and economic security of people and that helps to reduce the crime rate. We are not seeing that uh, the police, as you said, are adequate to be able to respond to these solutions or solve them in the long term, right? Uh, so when we talk about the city budget and we talk about how we do these things, the money needs to be moved around to work the best for as many residents of Madison as possible. So to me, that is following the Civilian Oversight Board on policing recommendations. It's the Common Council listening to the residents of Madison of what they want to see money go towards and really buffing up our civil servants and our ability to respond to crises in a more humane way that is not just always the police that need to respond. I know there's a pilot program out on the north side to do a mental health uh, emergency ambulance, and I would like to see more projects like that happen. Thank you. Madison businesses of all kinds have been severely stressed during the past year. 
What, if anything, would you propose to support business revitalization? Yes. Um, it's so hard uh, in this time of COVID because uh, we have all of the pre-existing issues that we were working on as a society and then this giant economic crisis on top of it, right? So uh, I was running a, co-running a small community art space that did shows uh, for high schoolers. And, and we had to close down when the pandemic hit because obviously we can't do shows right now. Um, and as I've gone through the process of like grants from the state and grants from local, all of that is great for like how the federal government needs to be giving aid that the city and state can distribute out to help those small businesses. But more than that, as we start to reopen the economy after the vaccines are distributed, uh, we need to look at how we can improve and strengthen small businesses in our community uh, through programs and tax incentives uh, that allow forgiveness on those mortgages, on those rents, all of those things, so that our small businesses don't die uh, as the result of this economic crisis. Thank you. What measures should Madison take to increase our city's environmental sustainability? Yes, um, I believe that we should uh, expand our transit system, right? We need to have better public transit that is also uh, green transit so that people are not so relied on cars and also so that people can get to different parts of the city that are not uh, accessible by public transportation right now. I know for me to get between my house and my job, it would be about four bus transfers, three hours and a mile walk. Uh, that's not a, a an alternative to driving a car for an everyday commute. Um, I would also, as I mentioned earlier, like to see uh, public control of MG&E and working towards true sustainable green energy, right? Madison has a commitment to try to be carbon neutral by 2030. Uh, and I think we have to work very hard to get there. I also am very concerned about PFAS contamination in our well water and how we can work to uh, clean up the chemical spills that exist in our city and not allow them to continue to erode into uh, development sites and our water table. Uh, the other issue that I haven't raised yet is the more frequent floods we are looking at, right? We saw terrible floods two years ago, and we we're going to see that again from our lake system. So we need to be looking at how to manage our, our water systems and the dam at Tenney Park as we move into the next few years. It's going to be a combination of improving our infrastructure and managing that and also working on new development that's sustainable and green and how we get towards green energy like solar panels and wind for the city. Okay, on what committees or committee would you like to serve and why? Yes, uh, I would like to serve on the development committee so that I can look at these things of making sure we put affordable units, more affordable units in our development, that we can make sure there's environmental protections in there as we do that development. Um, I would also like to serve on the police oversight committee and work with, oh no, my phone was ringing. Um, 
and work with the newly civilian oversight boards to see how the Common Council can work and support them as we move forward with that. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for your consideration. I'm so excited to be running in District 12. I think that we have seen a lot of, in a t very tough year for a lot of people, we've seen an incredible amount of civic engagement in local politics and movement building locally. And I want to see that continue into 2020 beyond. I think we're in a position in Madison where we can make some systemic changes that will improve uh, everyday working class people's lives. And I'm very excited to be a part of that work. Thank you. I want to thank Tessa Echeverria for speaking with us. And I'd like to thank the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.